Warning, what you are about to hear is born of long years of deep friendship, shared experience, brutal honesty, and the reconciling grace of Jesus Christ. Please, do not walk up to the first black or white person you know and start this sort of banter. It will not end well. If we're going to believe in reconciliation, we're eventually going to have to reconcile with white supremacists. You know? Maybe we um, can reconcile with former white supremacists. Because if they're still white supremacists, then they ain't ready to reconcile. They haven't repented. True. But they will be white supremacists. I mean, look at Paul. Paul was, was a Christian murderer. You know? He murdered Christians for a living. Or at yeah. least helped their murder. This is this is and of course Ananias was you know not Ananias um who was the one that received him Ananias I can't remember but they were afraid when they first received him they're like oh because to them he was still a white supremacist he was still a murderer of Christians but they were at least open to receiving the spirit to tell them you know what. I've changed him. You'll see. I know right now you know him as a white supremacist, but. <laughs> yeah. You know? Um, so that's what I, I, that's what I would want to see. I want to see white people lead white folks in repentance. If, if, if white folks are serious about um, Black Lives Matter or, you know, whatever protest they want to support or you know, all of these statements about white supremacy, if they're serious about getting rid of white supremacy, they, if they're serious about getting rid, of, getting rid of white supremacy, they will know and at least understand that white, that white folks and white supremacists, if they wanna be particular, will not listen to people of color about removing white supremacy. If there are white folks who believe that white supremacy needs to re be removed from society, from government, from politics, from economics, from housing, from, you know, from every aspect of life, then those same white folks should also know and understand that white folks ain't listening to black folk, to brown folk, to red folk, to yellow folk, talking about removing white supremacy. they will only listen and only have a chance at moving and removing white supremacy if white folks tell them it has to be done. Systemically, right? That that's, that's the systemic solution. Systemically, interpersonally, you know what I mean? Socially, in so, a social setting, white folks ain't listening to black folk. In the church, white folks ain't listening to black folk talk about that. Then why am I here talking to you? Why you are, I, a, you are a very rare, you are a very rare exception, and you see how long it takes you to listen to <laughs> what we talk about doing and needed to be done. Listening. Do you understand what I've been telling you? And you haven't <laughs> been doing it for the past 10 years. So let's not jump to labeling me as listening, okay? Maybe I've been in the room this whole time, but I ain't been listening. Because if I had been listening, then I would be living differently, right? If I had known- By that, now, damn it, <laughs> 
<laughs> so you are exhibit right, right, A, turn. brother. You are exhibit A as to, you know, <laughs> you know, like I said, if this was a white man sitting over here telling you these things. <laughs> but you know, how do you ever get that first white man? How do you ever get that first white man who's going to be telling the other white men about these things if not for you know, the black man like me that, that labors with you for 10 years, like, yo, like. Right, well, and, and that's powerful, right? Like, that, that's, that's, that's uh, kind of walked right into your trap there, into the, into the <laughs> argument, right? Like, like if, if I have been in this conversation with you, with, with Courtright Davis, Kelly right. Douglas, with, with, with all of the, I mean, with professors and, and friends and everything, and I'm still dragging my feet, and still unwilling to 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 surrender and give up and 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 act and risk my life and 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 spend and do these things. If I have just moved only this much, and <laughs> taken, then then you're right. You're right. Like clearly, we are not. I am not, and we are not listening to black folk. And there's uh -huh. guys, hey, go happen. You're gonna feel good. You're gonna pat yourself on the back and say, "Look at us. We elected a black woman vice president. We're so enlightened." That's what the church says. Look at us. We we elected a black presiding bishop. We're so enlightened. Mm -hmm. Well, and that you know, a friend of mine and I were just we were talking uh, just the other day. Like, what what is the point of the diocese of Virginia? Like, who who are we as a church? And there's a lot of evidence to support this idea that we're here to make white men mostly, but white people, good liberal, faithful white people, feel better about themselves for having done something or been involved or been and but without having to surrender or cost or give up or or engage or risk right mm -hmm. we're here just to feel better about ourselves mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that 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 is the role of the church well i'm glad i've named that and we have gotten to the bottom of this so i appreciate it and i'm i'm just going to go call it a day <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, I mean i feel better so i i think <laughs> Uh, that's a wrap. That's a wrap. We can stop now because I feel better. No, um, yeah, but just just engaging on that question of like, you know, I mean, we're going to elect a bishop soon. Most likely, they're going to call for the election of a bishop. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Who do we who do we elect? How do we choose? You know, mm -hmm. we've, we've never. We've never had a black man as a bishop of Virginia. We've certainly never had a diocesan bishop. I'll tell you what, if you get a black man, he will, he will more than likely not be straight and married to a independent, a strong black woman. Right. And we've talked about that before. I, right. I'm going to set that one aside. <laughs> to, to, to stay to hang with this idea of of whether or not if the diocese isn't ready like if we as a people aren't going to haven't already not even not going to but if we haven't already repented engaged risked given up surrendered reparations if we haven't if we haven't tried to to restorative justice if we haven't already lived into that mm -hmm. That is there any way that we will or could submit to black authority, black leadership, black power? Mm -mm. No. Mm -mm. Dude, it's like 
when we were talking about St. Paul's Richmond, some folk were like, oh, you should apply. I should apply to, for the directorship. And it sounded good. And I was like, nah, they ain't ready for me, man. Diocese wouldn't want me there. Yeah. You know, it, 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 it would be a good trophy. You know, black, we're always a trophy. You know what I mean? We, we're the trophy of whiteness. You know, we, white liberals want to show how enlightened they are by, by trotting out a black face and say, see, we can put a black person in power. No, conservatives like to do that too, just as a side note. I mean, it's worth sort of. Yeah, but no one ever takes the, 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 the blacks seriously on the conservative side. You know what I mean? It's like, right, yeah. people okay. look at them and it's like, whatever. <laughs> and I'm a black conservative, you know what I mean? But the conservatives don't like me because I'm too black. You know? <laughs> I used to tell the diocese here, I'm like, you know, y'all communion partner diocese should love me. I, I speak from the playbook. It's the problem is, you know, I talk about white supremacy and y'all, y'all like, we're willing to silence him because of that, you know, like, um, but yeah, you know, the, conser the, the, the black conservatives do, do, do the same. I was telling, I was telling Robin the same thing, you know, I was shooting back and forth Robin D'Angelo a couple of days ago because, um, just to give her some, you know, not like she needed it from me, you know what I mean? But knowing her and, and, and appreciating the time that we spent interviewing her, um, when, when that Negro came out talking about her work as condescending to black folk. Oh yeah. I'm like, dude, it ain't right for black folk. Like, what, <laughs> what? But I'm like, you know, that's the thing, right? Blacks on both sides of the aisle shuck and jive to show massa that we can be good. It's just a different level of shucking and jiving that you have to do on the conservative side. It's easier for us to consider it shucking and jiving, you know, because um, it, it, it's, it's more clearly shucking and jiving on the conservative side in, only, in, order, to get, in order to get, you know, your five minutes of fame um, on, on, on the liberal side. Be, and, and, and because the majority of us are on the liberal side, on the liberal side, you actually have to have good sense. You may not use that good sense for good purpose, but you have to at least have good sense. It, so my focus is going to be on on affecting the white people who who want to just sort of prop up a puppet or something, as opposed to the behavior of of the person chosen for that role, right? Like, so but, I'm, but, I'm, but, I'm not going to comment on this. for whiteness to understand what it's doing, because this is this is this is the issue. You know what I mean? Like, this is what you are doing. It's been done for so long. White folks don't know why they're doing it anymore. Hmm. White folks have no idea why, why they gravitate to safe Negroes. Hmm. Hmm. For hundreds of years, they've been gravitating towards safe Negroes. Because well, safe we, Negroes keep them safe. We're creating systems, and we've been creating systems that, that pressure black people to be safe and to prioritize white comfort. Oh, well, yes, but that's what I'm saying. And, 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 and understanding that, you know, that, that safe Negro has always been necessary. Just that, that, that the same way that Dr. Dr. Joy Leary talks about, um, Joy DeGruy, I think she goes by now, um, talks about post-traumatic slave syndrome and what happened to the psychology of the enslaved through the years of enslavement and how 
um, black folks brought that forward culturally, subconsciously. That same psychology has a reverse effect to reverse racism, has a reverse effect on whiteness, you know, where whatever type of slave owner you were, whether you were a good master or a harsh master, you were inculcated with ways of keeping safe Negroes around. You just kept a different kind of safe Negro. If you were a vitriolic white supremacist, the safe mm -hmm. Negro that you kept around was the safe Negro who was going to brutalize his own people, betray his own people, you know, sell out his own people. If you were a genteel white supremacist, you were going to keep the safe Negro around who was good with his other Negroes, who his other Negroes were okay seeing him come around, but you knew that he was going to tell you everything that was going on. It strikes me as I hear you talk about this, that we've done the same thing with God. Mm -hmm. Like we, we've kept, we, we have kept, why do we gravitate towards safe Jesus, right? Why do we gravitate towards the, the, the lessons and the parables and the, and the stories of safe Jesus? And we, we think of God as a safe place and a comfort mm -hmm. and, and don't engage with all the ways that God is not safe all the way that God, um, yeah, it's even hard to like come up with language and, and I, like I feel myself fighting against my own socialization in trying to articulate this, right? Like whether that's veering away from the Old Testament stories, whether that's veering away from even lang like words like violence, right? We don't, we, we keep a safe image white Jesus mostly, but keep a safe image of Jesus instead of recognizing our peril. Oh, yeah. It's like Talladega Nights. It's like Talladega Nights, you know. Oh, baby Jesus, all in your white fleece. <laughs> like, <laughs> we always remember baby Jesus. Right. Um, and even, even those who don't, they always remember first parousia Jesus. Hmm. The Jesus who came to teach you and, and, and minister to you and forgive you. We have no conception for the second coming Jesus who, who has said he'd come on the clouds of power Every to bed. separate the wheat from the tares. You know? Depart into the eternal fires. I, I do not know you. Yeah, we don't, we don't, we don't, we don't have any conception for that Jesus. Jesus has forever stayed in his first incarnation, mostly in his baby stage, you know, in, 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 in you know, in the crib. Um, but certainly, um, you know, resurrection to incarnation. We have, we, we have no, no, no conception of parousia. So can we ever, can we ever elect a point, submit to, I mean, can we ever get black leadership that isn't safe for white people right now? I mean, white people have to undo the teachings until such time as we are able to 
this goes back to what we were talking about a couple episodes ago, until we can encounter and interact with a free black person. Yeah. And we, um, until we, we can engage with thing. a free black woman. Yeah. Hmm. But that's not a, I mean, like, uh, y'all shouldn't hang around for that. Right? Like, I okay, feel like you that, know, that, look. that's <laughs> the only room, right? Like, look, look, exactly, man. Exactly. Exactly. It's like, it's like when we were doing, when we were doing that session in BTS a few years back. Right, right. And that sister asked us, white sister asked us, or asked me, I guess, what happens if white people don't repent? And I'm like, well, black people need to leave. <laughs> like, it's time to go. Like, because if whiteness doesn't wish to repent, you know, how are we really brothers and sisters? Like, can you imagine? Let's think, because we say we're all brothers, you know, white folks will tell you all the time, neither slave nor Jew, Greek nor free, you know, slave nor free, all the one, and Christ, they always beat you over the head with that. But what would it be if you had a family? You are brothers and sisters. I'm an only child, so I don't really know. You got, you got siblings. And your siblings didn't give a damn about your existence. And you begging, begging, begging your siblings to, to, to see you as a human being with a right to exist just like they have a right to exist. How long are you supposed to do that? And consider them really your brothers and your sisters? Like, yeah, we might be brothers and sisters, but you know what? I got to leave home because... This is not healthy. You know, at some point, the abusive relationship, you know what I mean? Like, that's what I was saying the other day. I was like, you know, in, in, in this, this if, if we consider this like any fam family dynamic, right? If you want to say husband and wife, if you want to say mother and father, if you want sister and brother, whatever family dynamic, this is domestic violence. Where are the voices counseling Black people to consider getting out of this abusive relationship? Like, how long are you going to love this abuser who has no desire to stop abusing you psychologically, physically, you know, emotionally? Just like, we don't care. Well, and if I, I keep thinking of the of the the scriptures around, you know, if if you if there's something going on with with a brother or a sister, right? You go to them privately, right? If there's something between you, you go and and you name it, and then you bring the leaders of the church. Right, you know, and then and then and if they still won't repent, then you cast them out of the of the church. You cast them out of the community, right, for their benefit and for your own, right, for their benefit, so that they will um, that they will come to repentance. And and I guess in a sense, it it's not me asking why are you still here. It should be me asking why am I still here? Why are we still here? And, I mean, that, and that's the to, thing, right? Like, like we asked with Melanie, back, like, right? like we, when we talked with Melanie Delva, you know, that question, how do you repent for stolen land and stolen people? Mm -hmm. Well, and I'm going to center whiteness again in my own little work on this, right? Mm -hmm. But like, how, how are we still at the communion table? That's the question. That is the question. Without fearing, we supposedly believe everything that we say we believe about the Eucharist. We see Anias and Sapphira came and, and received of the Eucharist unworthily, having, having been living deceitfully, pretending to be faithful. That was what they were doing. They were pretending to be faithful. 
and they were trying to deceive the church. They were trying to ultimately deceive God and still partake of his, his flesh and his blood. And they dropped dead. There was no life for them. How do we know that? And whiteness still has no problem living how it lives, not making any amends for how it has lived and how it continues to live, and still coming to the holy seat to partake of the holy things. That level of audacity and arrogance, that's when we say about the, 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 the dislocation of, of, of the Imago Dei that comes with white supremacy, that it, it creates black inferiority where blacks are less than the image of God and whites are higher than the image of God. Higher than the image of God. They are above God. Whiteness is above God. That's why in Western society and in Western notions of Christian faith, God serves humanity. God is at our beck and call. We live how we live and God just fixes it. God is a genie in a lamp doing our bidding. So I think that's the question for everybody out there today, everybody in the church. Why are you still here or why have you left? Why are you still in community? Why are you still in communion or why have you left? Why have you broken? Why have you walked away? What and, and what would you have to see before you would come back or before you would leave? Something we all have to face and all have to answer. Indeed, brother. Indeed. And may the Lord give us strength and courage to be honest in our inquiry, to be honest in our answers. Amen. Thank you for listening to Racial Heresy. Be sure to visit our website, racialheresy.com, to post your questions, comments, and feedback, and to share your own stories of life as a racial heretic. Want to hear more? You can find past episodes of Racial Heresy on iTunes and the Racial Heresy website. Want to hear even more? Invite Racial Heresy to speak at your conference, council, church, training, or event. Email us at ebonyandivory at racialheresy.com or visit our website for information on speaking engagements.